Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is banking trends. I'm privileged to be speaking with Debbie Wheeler, CISO with Fifth Third Bank. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Tom. Debbie, as you know, the industry has just been it's just been befallen by by so many circumstances over the past year, certainly economic and security of all these economic and security issues. Which are the ones that are of the greatest concern right now to your institution? Well, I think there's probably a variety, for, but from my particular perspective, obviously we're most concerned with maintaining the strength of our current security program and continuing to keep our customers and our employees aware of what we're seeing in terms of security issues. Now, what do you think has been the biggest economic impact on information security programs? And we all know that resources are tight, whether they be financial or, or human resources. In your experience, what's been the biggest impact? Well, obviously, like everyone else, we're being asked to make expense reductions as well. So I think from our perspective, the biggest impact is trying to find creative ways to address the security needs of the bank core. Uh, while at the same time having to undergo some expense reductions and resource reductions. Any trick you can share with us? What have you found that so far has been uh, very successful for you? Well, I think the most successful uh, aspect of realigning resources and realigning priorities is really looking at risk and making sure you have a strong risk assessment, risk management program in place uh, that helps you to better prioritize the areas and the applications or the aspects of your technology infrastructure that require the most attention in terms of remediation and security. Debbie, just for context, can you give us a sense of how large your information security group is? Our information security group is currently 36 people, okay. and uh, the bank at large is 22,000 employees. Oh, that's really helpful. Now, what about customer confidence? This is something that gets talked about a lot in the industry right now because we realize industry-wide that people have their confidence in the financial services industry has been shaken, but not necessarily in individual institutions. What's your experience with customer confidence in Fifth Third? I think our customers have a high degree of confidence in Fifth Third. The brand has been around for 150 years. Um, we've demonstrated repeatedly strong performance in the areas that we, uh, the footprint that we operate within. Um, and I think that we've shown repeatedly a strong uh, interest in educating our customers, making them aware of not only our service offerings as a financial institution, but the ways in which we are helping to protect and secure their information. We also have done a, a large number of awareness events aimed at the customer directly in terms of educating them about steps and measures they can take to better protect their information assets. So I would say that our customers have a high degree of trust and confidence not only in our brand but in our service offerings and in knowing that we have their best interests at heart. Now, How does this come down to your group, Debbie? How does the, the information security team contribute to this, this strengthening of the confidence? Well, I think apart from the things that we do to physically protect and secure our customers' information assets, the greatest contribution my team has had to our, our customer base has been from an education and awareness perspective. 
we've gotten out into the community, we've been active in community events. Anything that gives us an opportunity to get in front of potential customers or current customers and educate them, not so much about the things Fifth Third is doing to protect their information assets, but things that they can do, steps that they can take and measures they can implement to protect their information assets as well. Many, many of the attacks that we're seeing today in this industry are attacks against the customer, social engineering types of attacks designed to get the customer to give up information that is then used to either breach their financial assets or is used to uh, confiscate their identity and commit other forms of fraud. So the more information we can pass to our customers about the types of activities we're seeing and steps they can take to protect themselves, uh, the better off they are and the better off this third is. Well, that sounds good. It sounds like your group isn't distant at all from the customers, but rather they understand that they're in service to the customers and work well with them. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned the social engineering efforts, and certainly we have seen in the economy that with institutions failing, being acquired, merging, that there's a lot of confusion. And from that confusion, we're seeing in the industry a lot of phishing attempts in social engineering. What impact do you see from some of these efforts in the banking industry in general and then in Fifth Third in particular? Well, obviously, the financial services sector is the largest uh, industry sector in terms of phishing activity or phishing targeting uh, the financial services sector. But phishing is really a form of social engineering aimed at the customer. There's not a lot that financial institutions can do to prevent their brand from being phished, but there's a lot customers can do to prevent themselves from becoming a victim. And I think one of the things that surprises me is with phishing having been around for several years at this point, the number of people that are still falling victim to phishing uh, is, is surprising and frustrating for me and for others in the security profession. What Fifth Third is continuing to do to combat phishing, apart from the security measures we take internally, is again educating our customer base. The more aware the customer is of the types of attacks that are targeting them, uh, the more we can empower and enable them to make decisions and to implement technologies and controls to better protect their information. And that's really, I think, one of the things that we focus on with respect to phishing is just getting out and educating the customer. We do a lot of that through our website, our security center on our website. We've done a lot of that through direct mail pieces to the customer. And again, we've done a lot of that through community involvement projects where we have direct face-to-face -face contact with customers. People really are too trusting, aren't they? People really are too trusting. I think we as a society uh, in general have that, that tendency. Now, one thing I'm hearing from people that look at fraud is that they're seeing a lot more multi-channel attempts right now. In other words, it's not just email, it's not just phone, but really a combination of, of, of any means that fraudsters can use. Are you seeing that as well? Absolutely. We absolutely are. Email is just one vehicle. I think as uh, um, text messaging has, has become more prevalent, we're seeing a lot of smishing. Uh, people carry cell phones with them everywhere we go, so we've seen quite a bit of vishing. Um, the more technology we use as a society, the more attack vectors there are going to be for hackers and fraudsters to take advantage of. I wanted to hear how many for more forms of phishing you could come up with. You, you introduced one to me. 
<laughs> now, Debbie, you've mentioned your customer awareness efforts a couple of times now. And as you know, industry-wide, banks are challenged you know, by their examiners even to improve customer awareness efforts. What have you found works really best from your experience? Wow. Um, there have been several things that we've done here in the bank over the last three years in particular. I'm not sure that any one works better than the others because, again, key to a successful awareness program is understanding your customer base and what services you use. We've learned through trial and error that um, you know, we have a very large population of customers that prefer Internet banking. So going out into the community or going to the branches and doing awareness is not doing a lot to address that population. We've had to find other ways to communicate with that group. But then again, using email is always going to be questioned by the customer as suspicious, uh, especially if it contains links because of the education and the training customers have had to not trust email and, and not click on links. So there are lots of challenges in terms of how we communicate with customers and raise their awareness. But the things we have found most effective have been direct mail pieces as well as getting out in front of the customer at community-based events. So for example, we've participated in a regional awareness activity called Speaking of Women's Health. And um, that event, which has been held here in Cincinnati for the last three years, has given some of the local businesses an opportunity to establish booths and to do um, a kind of a selling, have a selling opportunity for goods and services. And we've participated in that event to raise awareness around electronic forms of crime and fraud and the potential impact to our customers. So we've been able to get out in front of a very large group of current customers as well as potential customers and offer them some education. Um, we've done other types of community involvement activities. We've had uh, the chance to participate in some local music festivals. And again, just getting out there and presenting uh, information that can help the customer better protect their computer assets at home, better protect their personal information. Debbie, it strikes me that there's got to be some mutual benefit from this. What do you see resulting from your security staff getting out there and getting closer to the customers? They have really, you know, I, I have this philosophy that security is a field that you either have to be passionate about in order to do or you need to find another job because 90% of the time you're beating your head against walls uh, and trying to get people to understand the importance of security. Uh, and 10% of the time when they get it, it makes it all worthwhile. Uh, but you've really got to be passionate about it in order to get out there day after day and continue to be an advocate for it. What I have seen with my staff is that they are not looking at security or their role in the department as a nine-to-five job. They're really becoming passionate about it. They're looking for opportunities now to get out and educate not just the customers, but their own families and their friends and their espousing security principles and best practices, whereas before, you know, it was something that they did in order to take a paycheck home and support their family. I'm seeing them become much more passionate and much more involved in security. Well, that's going to be very satisfying. Debbie, what do you find to be unique about the challenges faced by your information security department? I've got to say, I, I really am surprised that it's the modest size that it is. I really thought that of an institution your size, that the security department would be much bigger. But it sounds like you've got a very lean team. Well, we have 
partners in other areas of the bank core that assist us in a lot of our efforts as well. So I don't want to um, I don't want to point out that it's not just the 36 people in this department that have responsibility for security. Every employee in the bank corps has some level of responsibility for security, and that's part of our awareness campaign here within the bank. Um, obviously, our challenge is always going to be having more to do uh, with less resource, but I think that's a challenge that's faced not only here at Fifth Third in general, but across the financial services industry. I think that the opportunity that gives us is really thinking creatively about how we get our job done, how we provide the best security for the bank, the best security for our customers, and making sure that um, we're always addressing the highest risk areas of the bank and uh, you know, that we're, we're staying viable and, and adding value to the bank. What do you find to be sort of the most important skills that you need in your department right now? I think some of the most important skills that we have right now are individuals who understand uh, web application code, uh, who understand how to perform log analysis and event correlation. Those are probably the most sought-after skills that we have right now. Now, do they tend to come with you with good knowledge of banking of the institution, or do you find that that's something they acquire on the job? I think that's something that IT in general acquires on the job. And it sounds like by getting people out in the field, they acquire those skills very quickly. Yes. Debbie, I want to ask you about some topics that are in the news now that everybody's talking about in our industry. And I guess number one would be the federal programs like TARP, which I think it's a sort of a misnomer. People call it a bailout, but really it's more of an investment. But what are your thoughts and, and the bank's thoughts on programs that aid and invest? And then we've got the, the new program that they're talking about with the bad bank, where it would actually buy up some of the bad debt. You know, I'm not the right person to discuss those types of programs. You definitely would need to speak with someone who's much more educated on those efforts than I am. Well, let me ask you about something that I know you're close to, and that's um, banking regulation. You know, there's an expectation that the new administration is going to put some focus on regulation, not just for the banking industry, but for other financial services uh, businesses. From your position, what types of regulatory changes do you anticipate we might see over the next year or so? Well, I anticipate there will be tighter regulatory controls around data privacy and security of technology infrastructures. Um, and obviously, I think that there will be more regulatory uh, efforts and controls around how banks lend. And how non-banks lend as well, I would say. Yes. Debbie, let me ask you about the Heartland payment systems breach. First of all, was Fifth Third affected by that or your customers? Well, I think that there are uh, 27 institutions who have indicated that their customers have been impacted. Um, and I think with respect to Heartland, there's a lot of speculation about the root cause of that breach. And until we get the facts, it's very difficult to say that they were, were either ignoring um, aspects of security or that they were attentive to aspects of security. I, uh, I, I don't want to speculate about Heartland. I sure. think that um, if you look out from 2005 forward, there have been a number of data breaches uh, that we could hold up as examples. And um, until all of the facts are on the table, I think it's really hard to speculate about what they were doing or were not doing and what other financial services 
um, institutions could or should be doing. Do you know at this point, Debbie, whether any of your own customers were affected? I cannot comment on that. When you do find out about a breach like this, I mean, it's not something that happens to the bank. How do you respond to such a thing with your own customers? What's the sort of the incident response plan here? Well, I think that's twofold. Obviously, we work with our public relations and legal departments with respect to the information that needs to get out to the customers. Um, and then we work internally to make sure that uh, our systems have been thoroughly reviewed and analyzed for any signs of a potential breach. Um, so it's a, it's a two-pronged approach, and one is very customer-oriented and customer-facing, and then one is very internally oriented. Well, it sounds like a good plan, and I hope you don't have the opportunity to put it in place again anytime soon. Hope not. Yeah, Debbie, it strikes me that the banking industry does a, a particularly good job with security. I mean, certainly part of it is, is the regulatory mandates. That there's a lot that, that banks must do, but there are a lot that the banks have stepped up to do as well. When you think about security and some of the best practices that businesses like your own have, what are some of the things that non-banking institutions could stand to adopt to improve their own information security practices? I mean, where are banks really good? Um, I think some of the basic foundations of security are putting things like antivirus and malware prevention in place, intrusion detection systems, and then making sure you have capable and trained staff to do things like log analysis or event correlation. I think those are some very basic principles of security that every organization that has any sort of Internet-facing presence should apply. And it sounds like you're taking it the next step as well in educating the customers because ultimately they're the ones that, that have to protect themselves. Absolutely, but I think financial services has a greater need to do that just based on what we offer to the customer. I think if you're looking across other types of industries or businesses, there may be varying needs to, to educate customers. Once I think every organization, regardless of your industry vertical, has a need to educate their employees. That's well said. Debbie, I really appreciate your time and your insight this morning. Well, thank you very much, Tom. We've been talking with Debbie Wheeler, CISO with Fifth Third Bank. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.